saying that we never did Lights Out Away We Go, but we have. We have. Remember the song? Lights Out Away We Go. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm glad that Parker's listening to our podcast. (laughs) I've never listened to a single second of this (laughs) podcast. I spent three hours listening to this (laughs) podcast every week. (laughs) Well, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This is the Haas Boys podcast. My name is Max, and I got on my Parker, I got left. Michael. (laughs) And on my Michael, I got right. Picky. (laughs) Come on, put some stank on it. Yeah. We're glad to have you back, Parker. That's me. Hey, glad to be back. Uh, back in the saddle. I'm in a new office chair that Max brought. Yeah, it is cush. Like- it is filled with cush. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> smoke a lot. If you couldn't tell, we love smoking marijuana. <laughs> like, a, we, like a cigarette. <laughs> we love smoking marijuana cigarettes in this podcast. Uh, you know, when I sat down in this, you know what it reminded me of? What? the Miami Grand Prix. I'd just been watching some like F1 content from like Europeans. Yeah. And when I sat in this, I'm like, oh yeah, this is like what an office chair is. If like an American imagine as an American imagines an office chair, it's just oversized could probably accommodate like a 400 pound man. (laughs) Yeah. 50 or 60 pounds of foam and it's just enveloping every crevice of your yeah. body. It so. comes from the factory with wear points. <laughs> yeah. In Before the shape you... of a butt. <laughs> Don't you yeah. love those chairs? They have like the outlines of a butt yeah. on the seat. I always thought it was so funny. Yeah. So you already have a groove going. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be lost in this chair. Yeah. It might, hurt this your, episode. it might hurt your energy <laughs> levels for this because he's just too comfortable. Just too comfortable. Yeah, it's sapping a, my energy. Yeah, as like a side note, just so you guys know, this is a tactic that I've used on Parker to keep him engaged. Because <laughs> I give him the most put, uncomfortable chair. Put me in a steel folding chair. Like CIA yeah. interrogation chairs <laughs> like that are bad posture. Yeah, there are a lot of lights in my eyes. <laughs> yep, yep. There's quite a few tactics that I have Which implemented. Which is weird because we asked Mike the questions. Yeah. Parker and I are the good cop, bad cop asking yeah. Mike the questions. Yeah. Also, Parker and I are very bad cops. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible cops. Not just like bad cops, bad. We're just but just terrible, terrible at our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that we're bad police officers, it's just that we're bad at our jobs. <laughs> for, the, for the listeners, Max actually has a sweet cop stash right now. He does. I was going to say, it's really good. It this works. Good facial you. hair for you. Thank it you. Works. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I had to. Get a sister moved on my jaw, so I had to shave my beard off. Oh, the mustache. No, it's good. I mean, I yeah, thank you. Yeah. I forget that. Uh, I do look pretty good in a mustache. Mike has a mustache right now, <laughs> and I think the the little soul patch is good too. You yeah. like it? it? You? I usually don't. Okay, I usually don't like. I, that. I prefer. With, I do have a soul patch right now underneath my bottom lip. I think it balances it out personally. <laughs> I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, I feel, I honestly feel more French when I wear it like this. And I don't know why. No, it's cool. It's cool. You also have the shaved head. I don't know if it works as well with a full head of hair, but Mm. when you got a shaved head, you can do a lot with your facial hair. What is that supposed to mean? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) For the listeners as well, Mike has the fullest head of hair at the table. And a and mustache. A mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yours works too, but I don't think I've ever seen you without it. That's the thing is that here's my our, our favorite part of this conversation is that Max is rocking a mustache, and that is except this is the exception to the rule right now. Yeah, because he doesn't normally. For me, 
this is something that's a bi-weekable bi-weekable occurrence yeah 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 Uh, sometimes it's a beard sometimes it's a mustache i unfortunately grow hair at an unbelievable rate Mm. yeah we know i'm the vf22 of hair growth yeah, it's uh, very it's, fast. A, it's a lot of hair. Yeah. <laughs> guys, um, I don't know if you guys have seen any sort of F1 content this week, but it was 100% F1 in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it, Nothing <laughs> else. And somehow we didn't go. Uh, yeah. Like, why didn't <laughs> they tell us? I know. We're I did. Pretty I, w- close. I, was, I was looking at that and I was like, dang, we could have gone to that. You, I think it started with you first. You texted us a video of an F1 car going through the casino. Was that you? Yeah. yeah. That was the first I ever saw of it. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, was this old footage? Because Red Bull has filmed in Vegas before. Right. Daniel Ricciardo yeah. drove down the strip. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, yeah, this is fun content. I, I love yeah. this video. And it just kept getting weirder and weirder. But it turns out that it's this enormous launch event, mm. like millions and millions of- yeah, mil- Probably millions of videos. Yeah, millions of videos taken <laughs> on millions of iPhones. I used to work in event production. I would probably say that was a $10 million event. That, yeah. whole, that whole thing with the killers, with all... The Closing the s- whole city down? They closed the city down, grandstands. They did huge production on parties at these at these resorts. Like It was a huge deal. I think that's where Red Bull's money went from their sanction to pay for the launch party. <laughs> they yeah. weren't going to do it. They sanctioned Red Bull and they're like, yeah. Ooh, we can throw a Vegas party <laughs> now. Should we go to Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> Penthouse. <laughs> a cool 10 mil. Yeah. Throw a party. <laughs> I've seen the Hard Rock Cafe. They have a pretty nice pool. Yeah. We could put a car on it. <laughs> Which they did. They, they put a car on the pool. <laughs> did they? Yeah. They suspended their car over the pool. Oh, okay, wow. So no, it was crazy. And then they did they did like a 10-minute drone show with fireworks. I did see the drone 3D drone thing in the sky of the F1 car. Yeah. Pretty sick. Apparently, I've just fallen off the earth. But here's the real problem. And this is, this is to some unfortunate news. Um, we've had to fire our publicist, Michelle. Um, From the hospital. Uh, yeah, because she, yeah. she, she knew all about this. Yeah. And didn't say anything. She didn't say anything, so we fired her. We let her go. The Haas boys were completely unaware. Yeah. Does that mean we can do Lord of the Rings content again? Yeah, we can. We finally can. I don't want to speak too soon. <laughs> okay. But I believe this is <laughs> the time. The door's open again, or maybe it's just It's crack. our time. It's our time down, down here. <laughs> that classic Frodo quote when he's oh. down in the mines. I love hearing that. And Gandalf's like, it's their time. It's yeah. their time up there. <laughs> it's an important part in Snape's arc. <laughs> one thing I loved about the F1 thing in Vegas, and one of our listeners caught it, Mercedes was running underglow on their car. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty and cool. Don Petrie was like, posted, he's like, hmm, where have I heard this suggestion before? Haas boys. Yeah. 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 We came up with that. that, that Don. They're listening to us. They did the Chucky Lay Clerk thing yeah. on Sky Sports, mm-hmm. and now they're doing the underglow. There's yeah. Somebody's listening. Yeah. yeah. And they're not giving us enough props. <laughs> no, they're not. Guys, we need more listeners. We need more people like Don. And now we're lo- now we're actively looking for a publicist. Yeah. yeah. And actually, speaking <laughs> of, Michelle may be fictional, but <laughs> if you want to be our publicist, yeah. don't give in, that away. Get in touch. Yeah. Like we'll <laughs> we'll take you. Yeah, we we'll got an you. intern slot. You guys, one of my, my favorite parts. So this kind of times into what we were talking about last week. We were talking about like who 
is the funny guy in Formula One, or like we're like uh, we're yes. sad that's going to be missing. Uh, yes, we we're like maybe Lance can pull out some jokes. <laughs> <Ooh>. Like, <laughs> Um, but this week, dad, so I guess Mercedes was driving the safety car up and down the strip and Lewis was doing a bunch of donuts and then him and George switched seats. And I guess Lewis turned traction control on without George's knowledge. <laughs> so when George got in, he couldn't do donuts because the Mercedes was like <laughs> countering it. <laughs> and then he says like, he's like, George, I turned the traction control on. And like George was just like, Oh, funny joke. <laughs> and- <laughs> And I, and I, I'll be honest, we're not the biggest Lewis fans, but if the bit became next year of Lewis pranking George and George trying to seem like he's okay with it because he wants to seem cool, it would be the best bit ever. We would celebrate it. We would genuinely celebrate Just it. Just pulling yeah. pr- pranks on George and him being like, oh, you... <laughs> You've made, you've, a fool, you've made a fool of me in front of all these people. Yeah. I'm cool with this. Yeah. Because I'm cool. I'm very cool with this. <laughs> have you... We're just one in the same, you and I. <laughs> oh, that's a... Lewis, aren't we? That's Look a at us, one. couple of guys. Oh, what a hot joke you played <laughs> on me. Just a couple of blokes having a good rock around in the hay. <laughs> just a good old-fashioned rock in the hay. <laughs> Lewis is like, uh-huh. Yeah, George. <laughs> uh, and, he, and, just, and he slowly becomes unraveled. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah, he's in finally one joke. He just oh, loses like a it. What That's about, enough, Lewis. Like yeah. a what about Bob type of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, to- he's tolerant and playing along yeah. until finally one prank, he just loses it. Do you think he's gone? He's never gone. And then he T-bones Lewis in a race. Yeah. He just takes out all of that Carlos Sainz energy. On Lewis. That's the arc we need. And yeah. we need to put more pressure on these drivers. Mm-hmm. We're not yeah. seeing their full personalities. Why is George getting away with looking cool sometimes? Yeah. yeah. I think that like, maybe why is he getting away with that? He was wearing his sunglasses a lot in Las Vegas this yeah. weekend. <sighs> For sure. He needs to smoke some marijuana. <laughs> we could send him some <laughs> marijuana <episode>. cigarettes. Because <laughs> we have them. We have them. <laughs> so we do. We need to hold Lewis to this. Could this be possible? So Red Bull's just run away with the championship this year. Yes. Max is running away with every race. Right. So Abu Dhabi, night race. Do you think there's a point where Max gets like a couple laps ahead, like he's going to do, and then he comes in for a pit stop. They put on magnetic underglow. <laughs> yeah. Is that legal? Could they? No, no I Just like a magnetic strip, just right there when they, they do the wheels. Yeah. Just, right. Just a huge flex. Like last couple laps, no one's touching me underglow. And then it's just just green underglow, and it's suddenly a black <laughs> Honda Civic. And there's tons of DVD players on board. That'd be sick. Yeah. And he's swerving under uh, uh, semi trucks. Okay, sorry. Fast and the Furious. It becomes a Honda Civic commercial. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not allowed. I mean, Red Bull is powered by Honda again. So yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say that it can't have green underglow. Yeah. They couldn't throw on some lights. But it seems a little Monster Energy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So would that would that be legal? Uh, technically, I don't think the regs say that you can't have a light oh, yeah. under the car. That'd be a that'd be a massive flex to have underglow at a race. Would it bring their deck too low? It's yeah, it's already scraping. They, low. they use the like the lower down urinal as opposed to the raised up one. Yeah, because they urinal. Yeah, because their deck's too low. Low mm. deck energy. Okay, this is a very explicit episode. <laughs> Drugs um, and decks. <laughs> I thought there was a part <laughs> called a urinal that I was like. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, is like the front wing sometimes called a urinal? Cause <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, what Lewis Hamilton calls the monocoque. Yeah. Cause he poos and pees in the monocoque. 
Now we do need to revisit how much Max and I were dying. And after the race, he just gets the poor assistant, Angela. Yeah. He just shovels it out. Nobody yeah. else is allowed. Yeah. <laughs> She's the only one allowed to touch his feces. <laughs> it's for years this has been the case. And other, other lesser men have tried to scoop it out and he never allowed it. Like they try to get some guy that wants to and he's like, don't. Yeah. Angela only can touch it. And Angela's like, please just let somebody else. He's like, only you. You've been trained. You've been trained. You know how to dispose of it properly. How does that get disposed of properly? What's the proper disposal technique? Vegan disposal. Oh, vegan disposal. Yeah. No flame. From whence we came. Yeah. We must return. It gets fed to like sunflowers. Yeah. We do have to revisit just since we're talking about it for 30 seconds that Max and I were strongly considering jumping the fence. At Monza, when Max went on top of Lewis's car, uh-huh. Lewis's car was sitting not 25, 30 feet in front of us, yeah. empty. Yeah. We were thinking about running down there, jumping the fence, and having a little bit of business yeah. <laughs> yeah. in that monocoque. <laughs> yeah. And we would have been deported, but we also could but have said that we had a bit of a we and a poo You know the F1 would have just known, called us legends. <laughs> Heroes. <laughs> Heroes. Yeah. We could have been heroes. I remember he walked by us because we were that front row of the bleachers. Yeah, right by us. And we got a selfie. Like just happy. I just so, so happy. happy. I was and dying. Lewis was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> just the most dejected body language ever. Yeah. And Max takes this selfie with Lewis dejected in the background and texts it to me at like whatever time in the morning it was. Yeah. We'll have to throw that up in the show notes. Because we could dying. not have been more happy yeah. it about is a, seeing that. It was a real, it's a real picture, folks. I can't yeah. wait for everyone to see it. It's amazing. Still one of the highlights of my life is seeing those two <laughs> as amazing sandwich on each other. So, um, And F1 in Vegas would have been good if someone would have told us about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sayonara, Michelle. Um, but coming up this week, the Brazil Grand Prix. Is this? A, a, I remember watching it last year on the calendar, but I don't really know a lot about the race. It produces. You seem to like this track stuff. a lot. Yeah. Tell us about the track, Michael. Well, there is a number of instances to showcase its value, but one of the things that Brazil is known for is that in the month of November, it produces an insane amount of rain. Usually, oh, like, okay. and you know, forty times what you would get in the U.S. or in the U.K. This it's like a rainy year. season. A it's an extremely season. yeah rainy, wet season, and the forecast is show, showing rain for the race this weekend. Okay, and so there is a good chance that we are going to have wet weather, and we know that that's the great equalizer in F one. That's the opportunity for somebody who isn't just in the fastest yeah. car to win and especially on a track that isn't just a street circuit narrow kind of situation Interlagos is a road course racetrack super cool lots of elevation change big grassy hills it's a beautiful track and it's been around for years they've changed it a lot over the years but every change has seemed to be a mad, a massive improvement for the racing oh so this has been a well taken care of track yeah and it's great for overtaking there's DRS zones, swoopy turns, all the things I like. Fun. And so it's also hosted a lot of iconic duels for the championship because this is when it takes place in the calendar. Mm, okay. And so a lot of the iconic history around 
the Brazilian Sao Paulo GP in air quotes stems from the fact that it does fall right at decision time mm. for the championship. So when Lewis Hamilton won the championship out from Felipe Massa, that was in Brazil. That's, and a, so, that's a fun oh, story. It's, towards, it's three or four from the end. Yeah, every time. And, and where's Felipe Massa too, right? from? He's from Brazil. He's from Brazil. Yeah, that's a sad story for that him, story but a good story for Lewis. Heartbreaking. Yeah. But yeah, so Timo Glock, if you've heard that name and then you've heard the Martin Brundle, is that Glock that happened in Interlagos? Can we, you give us a quick overview of that story? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So Lewis Hamilton's first championship and uh, was with McLaren. And he had to place something like sixth or higher in order to win the championship. But Felipe Massa just had to win the race to win the championship if Lewis didn't place sixth or higher. As they came around to the checkered flag at Interlagos, it began to rain. Timo Glock was on the slicks. Yikes. And McLaren had dropped Lewis... Well, actually, I'm not going to say that because I'm not 100% sure, but I believe they had switched tires on Lewis. But Timo was on slicks. And they were ahead of Lewis. Yeah. They were in like sixth and Lewis was in seventh and needed to get up to there. And Felipe had finished the race. So Felipe had finished, pulled over, and was already celebrating with his family. His family's in the pits celebrating a championship. World champion Felipe Massa, Ferrari World Championship. It's like Championship. last lap, and Lewis is not in six. He's not going to win this race. Rain turns or, or on. Glock has slicks. Glock's stuck, and he's losing positions. He's dropping like a rock. Oh, my god! <laughs> and so you hear Brundle go, is that Glock? It is Glock! And he's losing positions, and Lewis is surging for sixth. And Lewis passes Glock crosses the line and finishes the race in the position that he had to gain and took the championship from Felipe Massa. Wow. At home in Brazil. <laughs> While he's celebrating with While his family. While he's celebrating his championship with his family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gut-wrenching. So gut-wrenching. In your home country. <laughs> Worst case scenario type of thing for Felipe yeah. Massa. And a lot of, like, just for you guys that don't know Felipe well, Felipe is touted as one of the best drivers who never won a championship. Dang. And this was the closest he He got. He barely missed it. he just missed it. And so it is brutal. So anyways, Lewis wins the championship. And it's funny because Brazil has, like, given Lewis this, like, uh, citizenship thing. Last year, year. I think, is what they gave him that. And it's still funny to me. It's like comical. I'm like, you mean the guy that took the last Brazilian who had a shot at the championship? He like literally stole it from him on the last lap. You're honoring him. You're giving him citizenship. <laughs> Do you, did you guys just forget that? It's so funny to me. But yeah, why, why did they give him citizenship? I, so, I mean, in the other, the other side of this where I'm, I'm being less comical about it, Lewis is a huge Ayrton Senna fan. His helmet has always been yellow because okay. of being but what a Senna he, What has he done for Brazil? I mean, everyone else is an Ayrton Senna fan too. Uh, it, other than just the fact that Lewis is always, like, that's always been his hero. He's never been anything but a Senna fan. Uh-huh. And so he's always been... I think just like representing Brazil in that way with like the yellow helmet and like when he wins there, it's always about Senna to him. Uh, and so they've really learned to appreciate him in the sense of what he represents there. 
but yeah, I mean, it, anyways, that race alone is extremely iconic for Inter- for Interlagos. But even if you go back two seasons, Pierre Gasly racing to the line with Lewis Hamilton to get a podium was like such an epic finish. Oh, was that in Brazil too? Yeah, when he was racing. That was Toro Rosso, right? I Before Alpha Tauri. And he drag raced with Lewis to the line and it was just like such a close finish. It was epic. And Carlos Sainz, I think, got his first podium that race. There was so many things that were happening that year. It was a great, great race. Last year, Lewis drove <laughs> from back yeah, to front twice because he did it in the sprint race and then he did it again because he had penalties, double amazing. penalties. amazing. He did it in that crappy car. Yeah, that car was real <laughs> trash. But he was able to pass everyone. Literally everybody, it including was a good drive. Max. Really good drive. It was insane to watch, but also that's the thing about it is that it, it is good for passing. There's great opportunities for it in the, you know, in the way that the corners are laid out with the DRS sections and stuff like that. It's just a really awesome racetrack. So whew, all that to say, I love this race. Yeah. And if any of the races this year have been set up well to give us a really good entertaining race, I feel like this one's going to be top of the list. And uh, as far as races that give Haas a good shot, this is definitely one as well, if there's rain. Yeah, you know, and there's something to be said about that that I think that is brought to my attention again. Mm-hmm. So when we talked about this, the cost cap at the beginning of the season, my speculation was is that Ferrari had sandbagged so hard for the 2022 regs that they wanted to get that extra wind tunnel time and all of these mm-hmm. things. Guess what I didn't understand about the cost caps? What? That is going to be the rules forever. What, what, what rule? So if you remember, our, the wind tunnel time is dispersed among all of the teams based on their place in the constructor championship. And so that's meant to even the playing field between the mid-pack and the top dogs by saying if you are a top dog, you get less wind tunnel time. And if you're a Haas and an Alpha Tauri and these teams that have struggled this year, you get more of it. Mm. And that's supposed to help, right? Yeah. And so my theory with leading into this season was that Ferrari had no interest in trying to get any place in the Constructors' Championships. All they wanted was extra wind tunnel time. Mm. And that's why they finished as low as they did the previous two years was so that way they could be really prepared for this season. Yes, we talked about that. Right. Notice they've disappeared from the competition in the last few races. Oh, interesting. Maybe they just suck. I do think that that's part of the case, (laughs) to be honest. But I also think that like... They're calling it. Some of these teams are being like, I mean, what's worth the position a few million dollars or more wind tunnel time. Yeah. What's going to benefit us more? Is wind tunnel time that desired? It is pretty valuable. Again, like, you know, when we were coming into the season, a lot of people didn't foresee the porpoising issue. And really the only team that saw Uh, it coming was Red Bull, which is part of the reason why they've been so successful. And, but the big reason why that's been an issue for everybody is because you can't replicate it in the wind tunnel. Mm. It is a outdoors racing a car variable that you can't replicate the wind tunnel time didn't show anyone that and that's why all of them showed up and were bouncing like crazy mm-hmm. and red bull somehow just had like minuscule bouncing because yeah. a adrian, genius adrian, adrian his first seasons in f1 were for the last ground effects car so he remembered it so 
but here's the thing is moving forward now, everyone's figured that out. And now the more wind tunnel time that you get, every little bit that you mm. put on the car, you can measure thousands of points of data for from. Mm. And so even if you have the extra hour or so that you can get in the wind tunnel. It's down to hours? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You can really gain a lot in an hour in a wind tunnel though. Jeez. So it stands to reason that some of these teams, when they realize where they're probably going to land in the constructors, might start to cool it a little bit and be like, if we really need this wind tunnel time, maybe we'll sandbag, drop back one place or whatever it is. For a team like Haas, that would never ever happen because sponsorship dollars are way more important. But for a team like Ferrari, sponsorship dollars are coming easy. Right. Maybe it would make sense. Right. And mm. actually, you know, to talk about money again as a quick topic, the more that this is being talked about for Haas with their new sponsor, the more realistic that it looks like the team is going to be extremely competitive because now that they can hit the cost cap, it seems as though they really have the you know a leg up on everyone who's in their category. Yeah, a lot of these teams can't. You know, you look at an Aston Martin, and I think that they were severely disappointed at where they came this season, based on how they were able to spend enough. But I I don't predict that for next year for them at all. And I think that that means that the the fight between a team like Aston and and Haas next year is going to be amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. I am looking closely at that Alvatari Haas battle right. and hoping that is there a stretch where Haas could could beat Aston Martin, which would be so freaking fun. It'd be awesome. Real quick, back to Brazil. Are we seeing any more sprint races? This is the last sprint oh, race okay, of the cool. season. Yep. So this is a twofer. I love a sprint race. Yeah. And I'm excited because, you know, they've implemented more of them this season, but it's almost like we've had a really big gap, I feel like, since the last one. Yeah. I forgot they were a thing almost. Yeah. I think Monza was the last one. And so this is kind of a nice change of pace to get back to it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that also adds another variable. If it's raining and it's a sprint race, we're, mm-hmm. this it could, could give, shuffle it twice. It could give yeah. Vettel and Alonso a, a fat chance at this. We saw them in, I can't remember what qualifying session earlier in the season, but uh, it was a rainy one and they were up there at the top of the board. So I'm like, come on, yeah, let's give some of these older guys a shot at a win. Yeah. Not Lewis. Could be fun. <laughs> Could be fun. So we got some pr- practice, qualifying, sprint race, and real race. Yep. A lot of fun this weekend. So much fun. All right, shifting gears. What we want to do. Um, we had a listener, dedicated listener. His name is Sam. Uh, oh, Sam. Samuel. He uh, he was one of the millions of people that were just blown away by Chastain. Chastain. Yeah. His NASCAR slingshot around the outside. The watermelon man. Ross Chastain. Yeah, he needed to come in fourth to win the race and just like, he hit a freaking speed boost and, and then hit a <laughs> secret tunnel and just whipped around the outside. And- yeah. He rainbow. He jumped from one side of Rainbow Road and landed on the other. It was it was next level video game. Yeah, where the little guy just picks you up and puts you in first. (laughs) Pew 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 pew. Yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) It's not necessarily Formula One news, but it was such big racing news. But it was definitely motorsport news. Yeah, Yeah. this is news. He sent in an article that's talking about how that move is being now questioned by NASCAR, (gasps) and NASCAR's like tearing itself apart about that move. Right. And I just uh, Sam Sam wanted to be like, I think this is ridiculous to ban a move like this. This guy will win at all costs. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. 
Definitely. And I think that's what everyone is thinking, right? Yeah. And for those that don't know, what is it? What happened? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, here's the thing. So NASCAR's championship is funky. It's kind of like our qualifying sessions in Formula One where you have Q1, Q2, Q3, where you knock out drivers each round. Cool. And so NASCAR has a playoff system where they are eliminating drivers from the championship over the course of several weeks, and they call those the playoffs. And then in order to get to the championship, you have to be the last four in contention. Now, when you're knocked out of the championship, that means it's not like qualifying where they take them off track. It's still everyone's race, but you have to be in the championship race. You have to be the person who finished the, finishes the highest to be the one who wins the championship that year. Okay. Which creates kind of this Super Bowl type of equation in motorsport, which doesn't really exist elsewhere. So although kind of hokey, it is kind of fun, and it does make the last race of the season pivotal as opposed to like an F1. We're going to watch Abu Dhabi this season and it kind of means nothing, but it's still a race and of course we're going to enjoy it, right? Mm -hmm. So coming down into the round of four from the round of eight, they needed, they were going to eliminate four drivers. Ross's position in the race was putting him four points outside of the championship. And as he was, <laughs> he was, he was on the chopping block. He was not going to make the final four. <laughs> and he, <laughs> the spotter and the team in NASCAR, they have a spotter who literally tells them everything that's happening around them in because the car. in the car, because in formula one, you are, you know, pretty open air cockpit, but in NASCAR, you've got roll cage and a million things. You can't really see anything. So there's always someone telling you on the inside and outside or whatever, but he was relaying the information of like, you're four points out. So this is over. Yeah. Like you got to make a miracle happen. if You're going to make the championship and his contender was almost half a lap ahead of him at this point. And this racetrack is essentially two hairpins. It is the like real short track bumping and racing style true oval yeah like in in like not very fast i think their peak speed on this racetrack is like 95 it's really tricky to navigate well and not crash so <laughs> the the top gear that they ever grab at this track is third because they just never get past 90 right or 100 ross went all the way to fifth on the back straightaway so he went two gears above where they normally go set his car up against the wall and let go of the wheel and just kept, let go of the wheel, let go of the wheel and kept his foot in it. Uh. <laughs> and he just slung, it just was a slingshot around the wall. just literally all the way against it the entire time. <laughs> his lap time was something like three to five seconds faster than everyone else's. <laughs> insane. Destroyed his car. It just, it just trashed the front right of the car completely. But the guy who was half a lap ahead of him is slamming doors with him as he crosses the finish line and he finished ahead of him. Crazy. Putting him oh, into the final four fighting for the gosh. championship. And knocked that guy out. And knocked that guy out. It's a hero move. Yeah. It was it's such a heroic insane. move. It was the most video game joke thing I've ever seen in real life. And now NASCAR is like, we should probably make that illegal. Which is too bad. Yeah. Do you think they're going to really do it? Well, think about it this way. I mean, even if they, even if you could do that in F1, it'd be such a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And when, when that first happened, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, cheat code. Yeah, exactly. Can you? <laughs> and everybody can do that. Like when they're on their way out and they're like, 
screw it. Yeah, F it. I'm going to win every Martinsville race that way. And they can just bomb it. Right. Mm. I'm all for it. I'm all for it, too. I'm like, let them do it. (laughs) I'm just imagining (laughs) the tunnel in Monaco. And like some driver trying to like slingshot around that. It would wall. be Daniel. It would for <laughs> just, sure be Daniel. Going into it and it just explodes into the bay. <laughs> He's like, I saw this in America. <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah, so it just explodes a into a million pieces of carbon fiber. Yeah. That would be too bad if they outlawed it, because that was cool. We need the action. I mean, as much as my entertainment self says don't ban it, the motorsport. Uh, guy in me is kind of like it also could have been really bad yeah. he didn't have his hands on the wheel he could have gone up into the he fence he seriously let go he said it in his interview he said, Jesus take the wheel <laughs> <laughs> he really did <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for that analysis thank you Ross and Carrie Underwood Last little part of the podcast today. Uh, Mike had an idea. He sent me and Parker a question and said, like, what do you think are your top five most underrated things in Formula One? Right, Mike? Yeah. And so we wanted to, the next couple of weeks, each of us answer that question. And I have mine today. Yeah. Oh, you, you put your list together? I put my list together of the my five most underrated things in Formula One. So things I think are super rad, but not a lot of people talk about. Yeah, I'm did excited you, about this. Did you do a descending order, ascending I, I, order? Or we'll no. say it's ascending to the best. Actually, okay. I, it's, it's not really, but like, okay, <laughs> it kind of does like a U shape where it's really cool. And then it's like, uh, and then it gets really cool again. Okay, okay perfect. Okay. I like that. And this kind of talks about what we were talking about before. First one, that death is just always looming and i don't think i don't think we we recognize that right. so much yeah. right yeah. but like how many guys have died in the nfl none nba nothing yeah formula one it's like when was the last one right yeah and you know we don't want to see drivers die but at the same time <laughs> i'm kind of for it yeah. <laughs> the, ele- the element of danger adds it's, a layer to the onion yeah. for sure and I was thinking about it this way, like um, NBA players, we pay them jillions of dollars. And of course they're bringing in the money. So it makes sense. Right. But there's no threat to their life. Yeah. This yeah. is not a moral Why are they earning that fight. money? Yeah. Right. They're, they're shooting a ball in a hoop. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I am happy paying any F1 driver multi-million dollar contracts because every time he gets in the car could be the last time he's in the car. <laughs> could be the last <laughs> breath they take. Yeah. It's, like watching, uh, it's yeah. like watching test pilots, like yeah. test Test drive, you know, fighter jets. Yeah, Graham jets, right? Yeah, and so that was, I think it's very underrated. Wow, that is underrated. When we see these, like, oh, Joe Guan Yu. Yeah. Gnarly crash, and it was rad. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So sick. (laughs) And we're all happy he's alive. And we're like, but if he had died... Not saying like, I wish he would die, but Formula One would still have kept racing. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. That's, that's the gnarly part that's of F1. That's crazy. Yeah. The next race. Yeah. The yeah. next race. Like, we're not missing a calendar date. Yeah. yeah. The reserve driver gets a job and he's <laughs> stoked. Yeah. <laughs> so dark. But they're like, oh. Man, you're yeah. doing a really good job yeah, explaining so, this. So far, so far, Max is winning. I wasn't quite with you at the beginning, but now I'm pretty much with this you This is going to get darker. <laughs> Look at look at our heroes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron Senna right. died racing. Right, Nikki Lauda burned his face up. Like these are the right. guys who are like who are the heroes of F one? Like they're either dead or mangled. Yeah, right. And also, Jim we talk Clark. about we talk about Michael Schumacher dead. got right. in a crash <laughs> on his skis. We talk about Roman all the time. We would not be talking about him as much as we if do. If he wasn't the Phoenix. If it wasn't for the freaking yeah. crash. Yeah. That was a fun crash anyway. <laughs> and now he's cool. And he that, was not cool. 
Yeah. He was not cool. No, he's, he still, he's still not cool. He just is, I think he's cool. Yeah. I want him on the show. So yeah, that's oh, yeah, a, he's cool as hell. Then. I don't think we talk about it as much. That's my first one. Okay, okay. Um, I like that one. The next one is weird dynamics of teammates. Yeah. That was what that threw me yeah. off when I first got into the sport. Like, oh, you're working with your teammate, but you also are trying to beat your teammate constantly. It's yeah. also the guy you hate the most. How yeah. is that even like a thing? Good it's point. So yeah. weird. Think about that in like any other team, any discipline. Right. Like you've got tw- 15 people on the field in most of these other sports, mm-hmm. and they've got their little whatevers with each other. It's never just two guys, mm-hmm. right? The closest is like bobsledding. Yeah. Nobody cares about bobsledding. <laughs> There's two guys that are out out for blood yeah. all year long. Yeah. It's interesting. Doubles yeah. F1. Yeah, we are, we are privileged that, that way. Yeah, yeah, it's doubles F1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a really interesting thing. And because uh, sometimes they have to work together because it's like, do you want points to the championship, the constructors championship? Right. For, but for then yourself. do you want to win? Uh, and then you have to play nice with each other. And then you end up Valtteri Bottas. But you also are then playing mind games with each other. Right. You're like, you want to win all the way. Like, it's yeah. very, we, very And we've crazy. got a ton of awesome rivalries well, yeah. throughout the history. Fernando in, in and Lewis. what do you have? Like, Shaq and... You have, uh, like, teams that hate each other. Like, the... the but that's, like, they, Bon Jovi and no one cares in yeah. that scenario. Or, and, or, no, Michael Jordan and... Uh, who, who, and Scotty Pippen. And Scotty or they were the friends. Who, who, who was Michael Jordan fighting? What was the, the other guy that dyed his hair all the time? Dennis Rodman. They were on the Dennis same Rodman. team. Yeah, but, but they didn't. They, they hated at one each point other. they were against the Pistons. The Pistons. They hated each other on the team. The, the Bulls Michael struggled Jordan from and, a little bit of. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, we just don't have a lot of great rivalry stories. Not within teams. Yeah, right? within the same team. But yeah, like the Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton. It, it, my favorite thing is is that I can just say any name and end it with Lewis Hamilton. And it's a rivalry. <laughs> and there's been a fight. <laughs> yeah. Alonso. Like, Fernando Alonso, Lewis yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Nico Rosberg, Lewis Hamilton. Valtteri yeah. Bottas, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> Lewis <Yeah>. Hamilton. <laughs> Is there a really great rivalry right now where you just know they hate each other? Is it Max and Lewis? I mean, I feel like that kind of reignited the last race a little bit. Like yeah. it started back up again uh-huh. because I feel like it's starting to become real to Lewis again. What happened last year? We're getting uh-huh. closer to Abu Dhabi. Uh-huh. That wound is open again. So I feel like as the Mercedes gets faster and as we get closer to the end of the year, I feel like that's starting to become a thing again. Yeah. And if I, just as like a note, when Max passed Lewis in Mexico, I felt like it was suddenly dirty again. I feel like yeah. he's passed everyone so clean <laughs> all year. Like him and Charles just duked it out. But the second I got near Lewis and it was like wheel jerk to the right, then left. <laughs> like kind of like a quick, like, yeah, Lewis. That, is, I'm that kind of it. is our rivalry right now. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, yeah, everyone's Lewis's rival because yeah. he, he is unfortunately the, yeah. the highest yeah. guy there. Okay, that's a great one. That's a good one too. Um, third, um, this is one that. Uh, those traveling team houses that they set up in the paddock. Okay, this Man, is this on is my such list. A good list. Really? <laughs> when I, I they had one outside the Ferrari Museum. Yeah. Set up, and you got to walk through it. It is huge. Yeah. It was three, like I want to say four stories with a deck, yeah. three kitchens in it. Amazing. And they like set them up yeah. like a tent. Yeah. It's like um the TARDIS in Doctor Who. Uh, right. Funny. Why do you like, like you, so you no, like the, them. The hospitality units are the <laughs> most, like people in America, 
live in mobile homes like they're some kind of modern marvel. <laughs> These things move on wheels to the location that they become a permanent residency. And a double wide is like a sought after thing, right? Mm-hmm. And sus- no, <laughs> <laughs> among culture of <laughs> yeah, among NASCAR culture, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> these things are literally just the most technological. Like they're almost more of a marvel than it's the a freaking tra- F1 It's a transformer. Car. It is. It is Optimus Prime turns yeah. into a freaking and when, hotel. And when teams, when each team has one, and there's ten of them, they literally set up a city everywhere they go. Yeah, a the, little town and village incredible. crops the, up with amazing houses. The, yeah, the F1 paddock is just. <laughs> it's it's a tiny cottage. Incredible. A village of cottages, yeah. and they just gather. Yeah, incredible. It's, it is cute AF. Um, next one, this is braking. I think we talk about how fast the cars go. The braking is crazy. Insane. Yeah. I remember sitting at that corner at the first chicane at Monza. Oh. And I remember Valtteri Bottas coming into that first corner and the, I remember his wheels lighting up bright orange and sparks shooting out because he's hitting it so hard. Because he's going from like 125. Down to like 60. Down to like 60. And then or back 50. up. It just like, and yeah. I was like. That is heavy. That totally. is a lot of brakes. Well, and in and uh, like a lot of these tracks that have the longest straightaways, Abu Dhabi has one of the longer straightaways with the heavy braking zone into a left hander, mm-hmm. and so the highest G that they pull in the car is under braking. It's not even un- under mm-hmm. cornering. Yeah, they get six plus G in the braking zone at Abu Dhabi, and their neck is holding them six up G? the whole time. Yeah, they're doing six Gs. Yeah, that's just crazy. Yo. Jet po- jet pilots don't brake. No, the joke. That's that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the last one, the Just, most underrated thing in F one. That's definitely the one. Yeah, they are underrated. We're coming for the top. Yep, we're out for points next season this season and for all the seasons moving forward yeah and we just want to mark it in history let's etch it into the book of time okay that the Haas boys have been with the Haas boys since Nikita since <laughs> <laughs> well K-Mag and Roman but we just didn't yeah, have a true, podcast true, true, true. Yeah. so we want that known as our team climbs the charts that yeah. we were here that we were here our, our flag boys. was posted before anyone else oh yeah yeah. It was flying outside our house. We and all we had was a, a hope and a Gunter. All a we had was a, a double Gunter. wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's my top five list of underrated things. We'll look forward to hearing your guys' list in the next couple of weeks. That'll That's be fun. Great I'm gonna segment. have to sub out a couple of mine, but I'm excited right, to do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> a great segment. We'll do. We'll do me next week. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank Share you. us. Like us. Rate us. Email us. Enjoy the Brizzle Grand Prix. Send us your thoughts, and we'll see you next week. See you in Brizzle. Ciao. Bye. Death is just always looming. <laughs>